Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Blake, and I am joined tonight by Nasa, Casper, and Son. And oh, yes. If you all would like to take a brief moment to introduce yourselves, say your name, anything you want. Hey, y'all. I'm Nasa Ray of Sunshine, and uh, we're doing a podcast today. Yay! Do you have anything, you Casper? Um, sorry, I'm not really sure what else to say besides that. You're all good. You can just say your name. Hey, I'm Son. Alrighty, awesome. Thank you so much for your introductions. And so tonight we're going to be talking about our educational trajectories. And sort of what we mean by that is we had an assignment on our very first day of doing democracy where we sort of mapped our educational trajectories, essentially mapping out every single school we attended before we arrived at School of the Art Institute of Chicago. And so what we've decided to do and sort of respond to this prompt since we don't have access to our educational trajectories is we've all sort of decided to go around and sort of share a significant moment from our K through 12 years and just talk about a significant moment within that trajectory before we came to School of the Art Institute of Chicago. So alrighty. Who would like to go first? I nominate Son, because I'm a jerk. <laughs> Son, are you okay with going first? Yeah. Um, a significant moment for me, um, at least the first thing that I think of was in um, sophomore year of high school. We had this project where we had to, um, where different groups were assigned different world issues and we had to read a book on it and do a lot of research and make a website to help these world issues. Um, my my issue had to do with um, feminism on a global scale. So it, in terms of child marriage and um, discrimination towards women and girls in various different countries so we made a website and we had a like meeting with our grade about it and it was really cool so I'd say that was a really um important moment in my education was it important because it like brought in your views or like did you discover something about yourself <laughs> this is very deep. <laughs> um, well, yes, I think it made me a lot more passionate towards um, feminism on a global scale. And it made me think a lot about like, even like, in my own family, like how like certain things have happened. And just in general, like about the globe and how issues are different in different parts of the world in terms of feminism and it was it was really interesting mind opening mm -hmm. oh yeah that's dope yeah thank you for sharing son yeah all righty i'd like to go next i'll go all righty thank okay. you nasa okay i'm gonna help i'm gonna ask y'all to choose should i do one from first grade or senior year of high school so i got two high school <laughs> okay bet. yeah okay so, I went to an arts high school and it was fucking dope. And, oh my god, I, didn't, I don't know if we're supposed to cuss in this. Oops. I'm um, sure it's fine. 
anyway, um, I did a, uh, I went to an arts, an arts high school um, and it was predominantly performing arts, but there was a visual arts department, but I decided to co-direct our school's Black History Month showcase, which is like a big performance. Um, and given that I'm not a performing artist, like that was kind of weird having a visual artist go in there, but like it was the best one we ever had. And I decided to perform a poem um, called Biracial Hair by Zora Howard. Um, and uh, that was, it was really crazy for me because one, I've never performed like that before, let alone in front of like 400 plus people. Um, and it was scary as hell. And there was a lot of, uh, you know, prep time for a few months and it just, uh, and at that point in time, it was a really big deal for me because like just the idea of going up was really stressful, but in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, this is your only shot to get up and say something. Like you better do it and like say it as loud as you can. Um, oh my goodness. And I did. And uh, I, it went perfectly. And uh, I was, I've, I've always been proud of that performance since then, especially the first time I heard that poem, I was a freshman in high school and I figured, I was thinking about how the story and like the story being told in the poem is about this girl with biracial hair um, and like her struggles with it. My mom's like, well, that doesn't apply to you because your hair is not like super kinky like hers or dealing with the same problem she has. Um, and that like, you know, kind of made me, it made me feel, it closed me up a little bit in exploring my own identity as being black and biracial um, and what narratives I share and don't share um, with different black people within the community. Um, so then for me to go up on stage and own it and do that, my senior year was a really big deal. Um, and then I had freshmen, other biracial freshmen coming up to me and they're like, I totally like, like connected with that and that was amazing and I can't wait to do something like that next year for like for like gay people and da -da -da -da. like so this is a really it was a really great experience for myself and inspiring the youngins so yeah that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. okay uh, alrighty, uh, I guess I can go next. I guess I, continuing on the theme of high school, I can share a memory from my high school experience as well. One, this kind of takes place over two different time periods, or I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but essentially uh, this happened right after I graduated high school. I graduated high school in May, 2018, and the summer between uh, my after graduating and my freshman year of college, I was offered a summer job by my high school to essentially work in their office. And you know, I would our school. I went to a private school, and so we had a photog we had a photographer who worked there, and he would every he would like photograph every single day, every single event that would happen at the school, and he would upload these photos to a website. And, you know, he would have people like tag them. And so my job that summer would be to essentially, you know, every student had like a different ID number. And so I would like tag those. So I'd like tag the student to their number. And so it was essentially office work, but it paid pretty well. And so I ended up working this job throughout the summer. And I worked with our school's photographer, who was this very nice man who was not a teacher at my school. He was just always kind of this person who was around and I spent the entire summer working with him in his office and he essentially taught me and like I knew that like photography was what I wanted to do 
and like I had gotten accepted to SAAC on like a photography portfolio, but just the amount that he taught me about different artists. Uh, he gave me my very first roll of 35 millimeter film ever. Like he gave me access to his uh, Pentax K1000, which is sort of like the gold standard of like film cameras. And so like, I had never seen a film camera in my life. Like my school didn't have the resources like for that. We didn't have a dark room. Like I didn't know anything about that, but just to be, just to have that experience and to be taught that, especially since as a gay man growing up, growing up gay in a private school in Tennessee, my relationships with men have always felt very fraught. I've always had a hard time, you know, connecting to and relating to men. And so to have that experience sort of, I, you know, as I was leaving high school, that was sort of like my last memory of being there was working in that office, having those conversations with him you know, talking about art, talking about film, talking about everything. It was a really, really beautiful experience. And I helped, and like, I had this like roll of film that I shot with this camera and I kept, I kept it with me for years. And I actually like, I was getting like a batch of color film like developed and I still had this roll and I like finally did it after years, years of waiting. And I like, and I like, I was like in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what? I should just like email him and say like, thank you just like everything that he did for me and I did and he responded and he just had just the sweetest most genuine message and so just he so it's just that really beautiful moment of reconnection that has really stayed with me and just the power mm-hmm. that we the yeah the powerful relationships that we form with adults in education and I just I felt like that was one of the first times in my life that I truly felt understood especially growing up in an environment where I felt so out of place Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's my little story. What's the teacher's name or the, the photo person's name? His name is David Andrews. So David Andrews, if you are listening to this, I wish you, I hope you are doing well. I hope you're doing well. Okay. Alrighty, Casper. Hi. Um, so some of my most, it's really more of a significant memories than just one, but I attended this, um, public art summer camp that was about a month long and structured very similarly to school but with like all art classes Um, and I started going when I was a rising seventh grader in middle school and it really just helped like how much I loved art and encouraged how much I love you know art and music and it was really one of the few places where I really felt like I could belong in my hometown um especially as like someone who is just like kind of a weird nerdy like gay kid <laughs> you know a lot of my friends at that point didn't talk to me anymore which is like super common among gay people and I was just able to meet like so many friends there and um create so much and I had really great teachers too so it was it was nice and it encouraged a lot of my passion about art. That's dope. You mentioned uh, art and music. Do you make music or play an instrument? I don't anymore. Um, when I was young, I played the viola for quite a while. <laughs> me too. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. For life. Yeah, I think I still think it's a beautiful instrument. Mm-hmm. I just um, I stopped doing it in high school because you could only take like one elective your first year. Mm-hmm. And I chose art over it. And also, honestly, I don't have the stamina to practice 
instruments, especially something so demanding like a viola. Viola's fucking dope. Did y'all play the did y'all play instruments at all back in the day? Yeah, I was just saying. Um, I had to also choose between band and art, and I chose art too. So. Mm-hmm. What did you play before you had to choose between the two? I played piano and trumpet. Oh, okay. Blake, how about you? Uh, my school did not have like a band or like an orchestra. Like we had, I think we had a guitar ensemble and that was pretty much it. And then I, but no, I do not play any instruments. I played piano for a little bit in like third grade. But that is as, that is as far as my instrument experience goes. I've always wanted to learn to play piano. Yeah. And cello. Ooh, yeah, I love cello. I had to choose viola because they didn't have enough cellos in elementary school, but killed the viola in middle school. <laughs> but, you know, same thing. I had to choose between art and viola, and I was like, art all the way. <laughs> so, how should we close this speech? Alrighty. Well, I think that is our episode for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Nasa Kasperson, it was lovely to have you. And tune in next time, where I'm, I don't know if we're going to be in the same group throughout the rest of the semester, but if not, it was lovely having this conversation with y'all and being able to share some wonderful memories. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a happy many more awkward podcasts through this semester. (laughs)